Good morning, everybody. This is More Milo. And I'm Ross Anarelli. And this is the Market Today podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 156. Guys, we are three years on the dot since the day that we started this. It used to be called something different. Now we're Market Today. And we're super excited to bring you guys our three-year anniversary episode. Uh, for those of you that are new, what we do here every single week is we read a book, usually having to do with business, psychology, philosophy, finance, whatever it may be that can push us forward in our professional and personal lives. And we report back to you guys. We tell you guys whether we liked it, whether it sucked, whether you should leave it on the shelf or dust it off, uh, what the keynotes were and, and what we saw valuable from the books. Uh, Another week, another book. This week we've read another book uh, called The Basic Laws of Human Stupidity by Carlo M. Kipola, Kipoya, whatever, however you pronounce his name. My apologies up front. And uh, before we do that, usually we get into some financial news, just kind of what's happening in the world, what's going on, who and what is involved. This week is no different. Guys, we have an interesting piece for you guys here today. For all of you that have probably been aware, anyone who's not living under a rock, we've been dealing with quite a bit of inflation over the last six months or so through the last two quarters. And we have supposedly some form of enhancement from our U.S. government that's supporting uh, called the, the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, whether it creates inflation reduction or just kicks the can down the road is for you to decide. But basically what's going on is uh, Mr. Biden has found an interesting way to try to uh, spend lots of money to reduce our upfront inflation today uh, through a plethora of different things, mostly having to do with energy, uh, college debt, and a few other things that are kind of all integrated into one. Um, not to mention, there's a, kind of an understanding that he's planning on bringing on over 80,000 new IRS agents uh, to basically bolster the IRS and their ability to audit the average American and uh, the small business owner, which, you know, I don't know how great that's going to work over for everybody. Ross, what do you think overall? I mean, so it's going to be interesting. They passed... Um, in this bill, the ability to add 87,000 new IRS agents. Um, and, it, you know, we try not to get political on this podcast, but we're kind of really going into this just for the, you know, the business aspect, but also, like I said, for the everyday person. You know, I think with 87,000 new IRS agents, um, regardless of what they're saying, I think we all can can understand that it's most likely going to go um, to an increase in audits, right? So people who are not paying their full taxes or, um, you know, maybe have issues with their taxes. I think it's going to cause bigger issues down the line. And this is something that's really kind of, I don't know, to me, it off the bat, it kind of annoyed me. Um, the fact that even right now, based off of all the money that has been lobbied to the U.S. government by TurboTax and all those companies, you know, we have to use those companies now to file our taxes where, um, Legitimately, you wouldn't have to use any of those. Filing your taxes should be quick, should be easy, should be free. Um, but through lobbying, it has become this kind of difficult process where, you know, you have the everyday person who may not be good with their financials, be good with money, with math, with anything, right? You could be someone that's new to this country. There's so many different variables and it may just be difficult. So to see all of this money in a time where the government has spent so much and led to a lot of this runaway inflation, for a lot of that money to go to the IRS, which may not have 
any ability or any impact on actual inflation, but more so down the line, have an issue or an impact on the everyday American is kind of sad to see. Um, and it's something that I know this administration is not really talking about. They're trying to, you know, I, I think they're kind of annoyed at how much press this got. I think they thought they could kind of slip that in. Um, but it is annoying. It, it's it's something that's not um, going to be great, I think, for the everyday person. And like I said, I think they're planning to do all of this by, um, I think they're planning to show return on their investment for this by 2030 or 2031, I believe, if I read correctly. Um but yeah, it's just something that I don't I don't really feel like it's something that we needed right now. I feel like spending is, is out of control and it's in a runaway place, especially when you saw this administration and Biden talking about how we're essentially at zero inflation, right? They said that there's a lot of good and a lot of bad, so we're technically at zero inflation, yet a week or two down the line, they passed an Inflation Reduction Act um, with things like this all hidden inside. So I don't know, to me, it, it doesn't really make me... Um, too happy off the bat and kind of something more sad to see in the news but they do say that it won't affect people making under four hundred thousand dollars but i think time will tell if that's actually going to be true well you know to be honest with you guys i highly doubt that at, at the end of the day if you look at these big corporations they have the money and the power and the lawyers and all of the backing to be able to avoid these audits, whereas the average American and the small business owner doing under $400,000 a year really doesn't. So it's easy pickings for the IRS to start going and running around and, and you know trying to figure out who's fudging a little bit and take advantage of those people and make sure to bolster their tax dollars. And I personally, I'm not the biggest fan. Um, you know, I think that this con constant desire to spend money to get the government more involved in the the day to day is only hurting us long run. I think honestly, we're just kicking the can down the road yet again. And all of these tax credits that are coming back, there's nothing new here, right? Like they're expanding the EV tax credits. They're starting to finally start, uh, you know, they're, they're expanding the health care benefits that are already overwhelmingly um, subsidized that are continuing to become more and more expensive for the average American. You know, like the, the oil drilling provisions are nice. Thankfully, you know, we're going to start doing a little something with our own oil and, and, you know, maybe do a little something around carbon capture, which would be great because I think carbon capture is a really good uh, place to put our money because that's actually going to create environmental support. It's going to create uh, opportunities for us to recapture that energy. That's real stuff that I think is really good. But from the perspective of, of like a financial uh, support, Really, it just looks to me like we're spending a whole bunch of money on stuff, you know, and and it's it's really I personally think that we need to bite the bullet on this one. I think we've we've kicked the can down the road for long enough. We need to bite the bullet. We need to hurt a little bit for the next you know few quarters, if not few years to allow us to be in a place where we can start to rekindle our economy from an organic perspective as opposed to continuing to just try to bolster it with policy and you know cash outlay and you know now in this particular case the IRS coming down way harder on average everyday Americans right like and mind you again they say that they're not going to touch people under 400 grand but why would they not go for the people under 400 grand they're the easy pickings they are the lowest hanging fruit that's exactly what you do when you bring 87,000 or however many thousands of IRS agents into the game. You're going to give them 
incentives to find the people that are the easiest to audit and then collect more money from. So I think it's going to be a little treacherous because I don't know how much more the average American can take at this point, right? Like we're stretching every dollar so thin. Uh, you know, the cost of living is only going up on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, even, you know, myself and, and Ross, like we talk about this on a weekly basis, we are pretty, pretty well compensated people. And we're feeling this. The average American is making $30,000, $40,000 a year. How much more money is going to be available for us to start auditing and collecting more on those, on those tax dollars? Like, There's only so much that we can collect from the average American before they get to a point where they start defaulting on their homes, they start defaulting on their credit cards, they start, you know, and then what happens, right? Now we have an increase in homelessness. We have a reduction in, in people paying down their debt. With the corporations are going to start to feel it because now it's all trickling back up because their clients and customers can't afford to pay them for the, the services and products that they've already purchased on credit, right? And then now you have the conversation of student loans, right? If someone chooses to go and take a student loan to go to school, you know, and whether they choose to, you know, stuff, stuff their head in a book or drink their life away for four years, Right now, that's become the responsibility of the average American, right? That's going to start coming out of our tax dollars to pay for all these people that went to whatever school I think ITT Tech was mentioned, which actually ITT Tech is probably one of the better ones to, to you know, put our money into because there's a lot of trades that really will do well, um, you know, and don't necessarily require overwhelming amounts of education or, you know, and, and mind you, the, the services that an ITT Tech can provide their, their, or the more quickly their graduates can provide are everyday services that people need. And the more people that we have in the marketplace that can provide them, the lower that cost goes down and it allows for people to be competitive as well as make a decent living. So, I mean, that's that I do, you know, the fact that they went that direction is a, a rather happy thing. But at the end of the day, like all of these handouts are really going to hurt us down the line. Like, what do you think this is going to look like in 10 years in 2020, 2030? Like, do we, do you, do you honestly think that this is going to improve our situation, Ross? I really don't. And you know what I think is, is funny to note as well when you talked about like the EV tax credits, right? And I think the, the max is $7,500 um, is earlier last week. They say it's in no connection, but um, we've seen it before where the government, you know, was saying how Ford and GM were leading the EV charge and they conveniently left out Tesla and Elon was like, this is insulting, right? Um, but Ford and GM have raised the price of a lot of their electric vehicles by four, five, six, seven grand right before this bill came out. So you pretty much just got an EV credit for something that puts you back at zero, right? The government has now paid for $7,000 of it, quote unquote, but you are still going to have to pay the, the same amount. There's no extra savings out of pocket for the average consumer which inflation has already made your money less valuable. So I'm, I'm just, it's, it just feels like, you know, they're making you look left while they're doing something to the right. It's just in a place where I don't think anyone's really set up to win right now. I think everything, and we're going to see this as we get closer to the primaries for, um, for the election, student debt is going to become the big thing because they, they're holding off on, um, student debt forgiveness and things like that. They're dangling this carrot because they're waiting to try to drop that news most likely right before 
election time to try to get any last-minute Democrat votes or any people on the fence to vote their way. So it's it's just something where I hate that politics is in a place now, whether you, you vote blue or red, doesn't really matter to me, but I just feel like we're at a place now where we're not actually serving the overall community. Um, we're just kind of playing games with the average American, and those are the people that are really paying the price here. Um, so it's just not a, not a fun time uh, when you're really looking at that. Um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some other news that I was looking through as well. Like I said, I saw the EV tax credits, which doesn't apply to, to some of the automakers. They've already hit their cap. Um, I know Twitter, um, in other news, Twitter is, has been reported they have to give Elon um, the number about how many bots that bot checker data, um, which Elon's been fighting to get. So hopefully he gets that and we get some clarity. Um, Snapchat finally had some positive news. Um, they got... They hit the 1 million subscriber mark as far as paid users. They have something called Snapchat Plus that's $4 um, that gives you some extra features. It launched a little over a month or so ago. Uh, I believe it was in... Actually, I think it was less. It launched um, June 29th, so it's only been a few weeks, and they hit 1 million. So that's great from a revenue perspective. I mean, that's an extra $4 million or so in revenue coming in. So good for Snap. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but great to kind of see that. Um, what else? I know Apple laid off some people. Um, I think it was mostly like contract recruiters, but they have like 100,000 employees. So laying off 100 people is, is barely news. Um, but it's, it's, you know, some of these big tech companies are really making moves right now. Any other news that you've kind of seen before we kind of hop into the book for this week? Well, you know, I think the the last kind of piece of news that I wanted to go over, which is has to do with GM and Ford and it has to do with the automotive markets. And, you know, I constantly get a lot of people asking me what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. We're not going to be able to catch up for some time. I mean, we're in a place currently where the average Ford Bronco markup is somewhere around $30,000 over the sticker price. It's getting a little out of hand. And I think that People are starting to finally feel that. And I think we're going to have a huge shift in the automotive market, in the technologies markets, and all these markets because people are sick and tired of paying these insane, ridiculous increases. So, you know, slowly but surely, we're moving towards the direction of, of you know, not having these problems. But we're, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. So I would – all I have to say truly is uh, hold on to your pocketbooks. Play smart. Because it's going to get hard. So that's kind of where I'm at. But with that being said, let's go ahead and shift into the book, yeah? Yeah, let's do it. So guys, this week we read a book called The Basic Laws of Human Stupidity by Carlo M. Kipoya. I believe that's how you pronounce that. I think he's Italian. Interesting book. A very interesting book that's almost a little... Um, uh, I mean, I, I guess the thought behind it is very kind of anti... Uh, 2022 right it's very much like guys all men are not created equal some people are stupid some people are smart and there's different levels of stupidity and there's also different levels of um treachery or you know i guess the, the way that they described it was being a bandit versus being stupid and they really kind of got in excuse me they really kind of got into a chart they created a chart on a Y and an X axis of the level of stupidity and the amount of good that you're doing in the world. And the way that they kind of described it was that if you're stupid, 
you know, you're creating a negative for someone else that generates no positive gain for you and maybe even a loss. If you're a bandit, then you're creating a positive gain for you and you're creating a negative loss for someone else, right? And then they even went to the extent of saying, okay, there are different levels of being abandoned. There's a different level of being stupid. But it was just an interesting perspective on like, okay, we need to understand that not everybody is created equal from the perspective of intelligence and understanding common sense because common sense isn't common. It just isn't. So knowing who's around you, knowing who... Um, you can count on to be uh, a positive experience in your life, be, bring you positivity and, and create value is really important because these people that we, quote unquote are stupid or bandits, right, are only going to hold you back from being able to create the things that you want in life. So being aware of that is super important. Um, overall, what I thought of the book, uh, it was solid. It wasn't anything particularly outstanding. It was, a, it was a new perspective on human intelligence as a whole, if we were to look at the entirety of human existence. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a must read. I would say it was actually kind of entertaining. It was very short and entertaining, but not particularly anything that I would say you have to read. Ross, what do you think? Yeah, I would agree. I, I think it was it was. I think that's an easy way to put it. Honestly, it was entertaining, but there's not, not as much I would take from this. Like some of the past books, like the, the one we read a few weeks ago, exactly what to say. They had like twenty five for twenty. I think it's twenty three items to list off. I use. I wrote those down, and I've been using those ever since, and they've been great. This one kind of falls in the middle. I think you know you kind of brought up earlier how common sense is not that common. The way I was really kind of looking at this book is understanding that people have strengths and weaknesses as well. You know, you may have a friend that's really smart in something, but really stupid in another section. And that's just kind of, you know, where the cookie crumbles at that point. So you're kind of in a place where um, he, you know, he tried to bring a lot of like, I don't know. He tried to bring a lot of things together in, a, in only these five laws, which I think is really hard to do. But I think he did an okay job with it, you know. But it's... I'm trying to think of a good way of describing it. There was really nothing that stood out. I think that's the problem that I had with this book. And it's sad that it ended up being a book that fell a little bit short, especially on our, our three-year mark of this podcast. But it was interesting. I mean, it's always interesting to kind of dive in and understand a little bit more about human psychology and how you're going to, you know, interact with people like this. Like this made me think of a book I read years ago um, that was based on poker that talked about when you sit down at a table, identifying people as a jackal or a mouse or an elephant or uh, a lion, different characteristics. So this kind of made me think of that where it gives you a way to kind of distinguish in your mind. So when you meet somebody or you're working with somebody, um, you can kind of I get an identity for them in your head of, who they are and what they could be good at and what their pitfalls may be. And then you're able to kind of help, you know, maybe put them in a position that could be better for, for you and for them. But all in all, I find it kind of mid-level, nothing too outstanding, but um, more on the entertainment side, I would think, for the short read that it was. Yeah, no doubt. So final thoughts for me on the book. Uh, entertaining read, not particularly overwhelmingly a resource for moving your life forward. Maybe an interesting perspective on, you know, human intelligence and common sense, but nothing outstandingly life-changing. Sauce, any uh, final thoughts? 
same thing. Nothing really life-changing. It was a solid little book. Um, nothing really crazy to take away. Like I said, it was more... I know that this was... I read it somewhere that this was uh, something that he would only, you know, kind of say to his close friends. And then this kind of built on that. Initially, it was shared with his friends. And then the theory became more, like, internationally known. And now it's, like, studied more across the world. But I think it's something that shouldn't be taken too seriously. Uh, but it's something to keep in mind... Um, when you're kind of inevitably hampered by human stupidity. So all in all, I felt like it was okay. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for joining us for our third year episode, episode 156 of the Market Today podcast. My name is Moore Milo. I'm Ross Anarelli. This is Market Today, and we'll see you guys next week. Take care.